All right, and we are live this June the 8th, 2022. Uh, here in just a moment, we will be joined by my guest, Garbage Main from Twitter. Uh, apparently, he's uh, having some uh, technical difficulty, so hopefully he'll uh, hurry up and squeeze that technical difficulty off and, and get on the show. So... <laughs> But uh, down below right here, you can follow him on Twitter right now, at Garbage underscore Main. And that's where you can find him at. But uh, it's been a while since uh, I've uh, done a little live stream, so... Gotta work out the kinks, gotta work off, uh, shake off the rust and everything else. So, uh, let's see, what happened in the last couple weeks? Uh, Childerberg! That's what happened. Uh, it was great. Uh, got there Friday, uh, the unofficial start of Childerberg, which I think... Uh, Jake is going to have to make the official start to Childerberg, considering everybody was there. <laughs> uh, it was really fun. I showed up uh, about 3.30 in the afternoon. I got there, carry on Freebird, and uh, a guy named Trent were already setting up their tents and everything. Uh, it was fantastic. Brought my dog Tessa, um, and 100-degree uh, weather was, uh, yeah, it was that. It was uh, Texas hot, and uh, it was very dry out there. We had a, uh, ban, a burn ban in effect. So no campfires, uh, no swapping stupid stories around the campfire this time. Uh, okay, sure, intro, just play again. That dark Tom Woods, I tell you. Just trying all different kinds of ways to screw up the, screw up the episode. <laughs> but yeah, so we are here um, going live right now on YouTube, Twitch, TV, and of course uh, the old Twitter account. So that's the three places uh, I'm going to drop off this stream here. But uh, yeah, so Childerberg was a great time. Uh, Friday night, I decided to uh, get a little wasted drunk, which was not uh, which was not fun for me later. That was a uh, that was a future me problem when I started drinking, and uh, it definitely became a present me problem. It was not fun. Uh, I had an entire bottle of uh, Jameson Orange, and I drank probably about ninety six percent of it. I think uh, Kaja Cord from Peaceful Treason had a, had a little uh, had a little swig, and Dark Tom Woods decided to run the train next to the house, so you might hear the horns in the background. Uh, Carry on, Freebird uh, did decide to save me from myself at one point, and she took the bottle away, and then kind of had this surprised look on her face, like, "Oh, I really didn't help anything because I cut him off like already into it." But uh, yeah, it was really fun. And uh, to help me regale some of that story, Garbage Maine. Hey, hey, how's, how's it going? going, buddy? It's going well. Just got home from work a second ago. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was uh, sending you the thing. I was like, yeah, here's the link. Join whenever you can. <laughs> and then he's like, uh, no, I've got technical difficulties. And I was like, hurry up and pinch that technical difficulty off. <laughs> yeah, that'd be technically my uh, third dump of the day. Nice, <laughs> nice. Staying regular too. <laughs> <laughs> Two at work that were mechanical and uh, one that was uh, biological. One that was biological. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. What did when one asshole boss used to call it? It was like, oh, no, we ain't got no time for bio breaks today. Like, I'm sorry, <laughs> a what? A bio break? Did you just use those words? And he did. A bio break. How you doing, man? Uh, doing really well. Uh, you're, you're bringing me back with that Houston Oilers, uh, hat right there. Cause a long it. time yeah. ago I, I lived in Houston. Well, I'm actually a Tennessee Titans fan, but that's who bought the franchise. So <laughs> that's correct. I, I live in Texas now so I can get away with wearing this and don't look like so much of an outsider. Very true. Very true. That's how I yeah. assimilate. <laughs> Yeah, I was uh, living in Houston during the 90s, and I remember them going to the national championship game and completely blowing it. But I still had that championship shirt. Hey, the Titans have kept that legacy alive. <laughs> yeah, going all the way back to the days of Jerry Glanville, if anybody remembers him as the head coach of, uh, of the Oilers. And then there was... Uh... What's his name? Bud, uh, Bum Phillips. 
Yeah, Bum Phillips, I think, was before him. He, you, couldn't, you couldn't miss that guy on the sideline because he had that big old uh, 10-gallon hat on and everything else. Well, uh, what, did I, what did I come in on? Were you talking about Childerberg? Yeah, I was in the middle of uh, regaling everybody with my uh, mis- misadventure with the uh, Jameson Orange. <laughs> How did that, that go? I didn't, I didn't try any of that. Uh, was it? It, it was uh, so good to drink that I drank nearly 96% of the bottle. Uh, <laughs> and I was telling everybody that uh, Kaja Kord from uh, Peaceful Treason podcast, he had like a sip. And he was like, oh, yeah, that's really nice. And I was like, great, I'm going to drink the rest of it. Uh, and then uh, carry on Freebird uh, shout out came over and took the bottle out of my hands I guess to cut me off and then kind of realized I practically almost finished the bottle anyways so <laughs> <laughs> no, what's the what's the difference in Jameson orange and regular Jameson well it's uh, regular Jameson is just like a straight up scotch uh, I guess with this orange they put like a lot of orange peels and everything in it so it it tastes like orange it's it's pretty good and I usually uh, I usually mix it with the uh, the club soda. So when you when you mix it with club soda, it adds that carbonation to it. So it kind of tastes like an old school orange crush from like way back in the day. That sounds pretty nice. Yeah, yeah I didn't it actually uh, do, was. As, do as much drinking as I had hoped, but also I had a five year old with me, my daughter. So I, I had a few beers, but I didn't go much beyond that. Uh, I don't blame you. I don't blame you. If I had my kids there, yeah, Daddy wouldn't have been uh, as crazy as he was. But I did want to, and I don't mind, like, my daughter. Like, everybody there was cool. It wasn't, like, a bad experience for her. Yeah. So. Yeah. It wasn't uh, anything you're... crazy. It wasn't like taking her to a, a, a drag queen story time or anything oh, like Jesus. that. <laughs> yeah, and uh, according to some people in the uh, in the LP, that's the that's the same as uh, taking them to church on Sunday. So. <laughs> Yeah, I saw that one going around the time the timeline, and I was like, "Oh, oh, let's not make that false equivalency, <coughs> shall we?" Yeah, it was uh, Todd Hagopian and uh, D.L. Cummins, and it seems like they came out right at the same time, so they must have been like talking about it before they made their tweets, or I don't know if like one came before the other, or if they were like having a private conversation, and they're both like, "All right, let me tweet out this dumb shit." <laughs> yeah, I, I only saw the Todd Fathers uh, tweet, and <laughs> that was it. <laughs> yeah, I'm not sure the the other guy might have me blocked because I don't really see him up on the timeline. So, Liberty Liberty Dad Pod, Liberty Dad Pod. Well, maybe not, maybe not. But yeah, it was uh, really funny. I was like, you can't really equate the two. I mean, I can kind of get the compar- comparison between you know Drag Time Story Hour and maybe Hooters or the Tilted Kilt or something like that. But even then, it's like you're not yeah. taking like people might take their kids to Hooters or Tilted Kilt, but they're not like the purpose is to eat, right? Like it's yeah. not to engage in like some weird fucking sexual ritual. Yeah, it's Although not. Like I guess the, some uh, people the, would see it that way. Yeah, I mean, sure, they're scantily clad, and they, you know, in Hooters' case, it's booty shorts all over the place. But, you know, the, the waitress isn't up on the table giving me a lap dance. And more than likely, she's heterosexual, too. <laughs> so it's normal. <laughs> but, yeah, yeah it's she's just... not up there shaking her ass. Like, she's not shaking it for you. She's just bringing you wings. Yeah, she's going to earn the tip the old-fashioned way, you know, by bringing your food and smiling at me for, for 30 minutes. Although I do oppose women in the workforce. Just full stop. <laughs> just no. <laughs> Wow. Regressing all the way back to the 1800s. <laughs> Taking it back. Yeah, we just gave the uh, the 1930s to the 1950s the slip. You know, we're just going straight all the way back there. Hey, things have been downhill since women entered the workforce. <laughs> and not in a good way. <laughs> it is kind of amazing because uh, my buddy, Cam Harless, was on uh, Tucker Carlson last night, and uh, somebody had brought it up at work today. It was like, man, did you see Tucker last night? He had some guy up there, and he was talking about this joke. And I was like, mm, yeah, that's that's my friend. <laughs> yeah, I don't I don't know Cam that much. I just recently started following him. I've seen his stuff on timeline before, and I generally like it. But uh, shit, props to anybody that make it makes it to Tucker's show. I know um, J Rad. <laughs> 
Jared Rebel made it to uh, Tucker's show not that long ago either. I forget yeah. what his viral tweet was for, but shout out to them guys. Yeah, really. Now it was really kind of funny. I was like, it was like, no way he's your friend. And I was like, yeah, here's the, uh, here's the message where he's like waiting to go on and he's like in front of the mirror and you can see like the, uh, the camera and everything. <laughs> They're like, Oh crap. I was like, yeah. But, uh, they, they saw the tweet and they, they started laughing. He goes, yeah, we can't laugh too loud about that. I was like, yeah, I understand. I understand. <laughs> I mean, he may have figured out a new formula, right? Like, Find a way to get journalists to retweet dumb jokes and get them fired. Oh yeah. yeah, at least. Yeah, and it's uh, what are we on like day five of the Washington Post inner turmoil at this point because of this? <laughs> I love it. It's beautiful. Thank you, Cam, for blessing us. With that. <laughs> yeah, it's 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 been the craziest uh, couple of days because I've been watching it. It was like Im immediately as soon as that guy retweeted it, uh, everyone was like, "Oh, oh look at this guy." He's just retweeting this old joke from the 1990s, you know, <laughs> and then uh, next thing you know, he's got all of his uh, co-workers, you know, back to the aforementioned mentioned uh, women in the workforce. He's like, oh, you should you should totally delete this right now and say you're sorry. And then he did. And then we're all, I, I had to immediately go underneath that and call him a pussy. I was like, no, no, dude, stick, <laughs> up, stick up for yourself. Yeah, he uh, he put out a statement too, apologizing, right? Yeah, that was the one that I replied to. He's like, oh, I, I seem to have upset people. It wasn't my intention, you know, to offend anybody. I was like, oh, no. Totally he just gave them red out. meat. Yeah. Cucked out to women. Humorless women at that. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, I know like some, you know, brassy broads that are like in their 60s and 70s that all would have laughed at that joke because they, because they know, you know. Yeah, most women would probably laugh at that joke, but there's a certain type of progressive Yankee woman. Who has to, and they uh, are Yankees. Let's yeah. let's not make any mistake. They are Yankees. They have to enforce that social credit score. Yeah, yeah. That's been uh, kind of my new favorite thing is just to call people Yankees that want to bother other people. It's, it's like well, I I live south of the Mason Dixon line. I was like, no, 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 no. It's not about borders anymore. No, it's not. <laughs> that no, it's that not. is all a mindset. If you're willing to bother other people and call the law in order to make sure that they stay bothered, you are in fact a Yankee. That's Yankee behavior. I would I would agree with that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so shout out to Brian McClanahan for uh, setting that one straight. But yeah, it's a uh, man. If anything hasn't proved the last two years, how many Yankees you are surrounded with, like even in your own neighborhood. Yeah, well, I live in the ghetto, so I'm thoroughly insulated by uh, <laughs> the working class, if you want to call them that. I don't know how many of them actually work or how you would define work in these terms. But <laughs> Hey, hustling is work, so just going to say that. Yeah, uh, the cops are over here quite a bit, and it tends to be over like domestic violence shit. You know, uh, people out in the park yeah. fighting and shit. As per usual, Fighting yeah, I kind of, uh, yeah, I kind of stay in the, uh, I kind of stay in diet ghetto because I'm like a couple of streets over from where all the action happens. So, yeah, it's uh, it gets kind of fun. It's like uh, I used to have a, a convenience store across the street, and that would just be kind of like the meetup spot for all of them. And it was like, I, I know you guys are dealing weed in the parking lot over there. You're not being too inconspicuous about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, I mean, when the cars park mind. with the driver's side windows to each other and the shit's passing back and forth. I was like, yeah, come on, guys. It's got its pros and cons, right? Like, I don't know if I could ever live in a sub suburbs like we're keeping up with the Joneses and like a HOA that won't let me have a big sign or a flag out in front that says, fuck you, leave me alone. Right. But, you know, here I don't have to worry about that. I can just kind of keep to myself mind my own business and shit. But also, it comes with its own host of problems. <laughs> these, yeah, these it's like one morning I might walk outside and not have a catalytic converter in my car anymore. So, you know, there is that. Yeah. <laughs> it's a balancing act. Uh, <laughs> if I could help it, I'd, uh, I'd be out in the, in the sticks in a double wide. But this is my current situation. So it is what it is. 
Yeah, I definitely understand that. I've I've also lived out in the sticks in, in the double wide as well because you know we weren't as poor as a single wide folk, but uh, <laughs> but yeah, yeah even that's right there. <laughs> yeah, that that's great. You know, it's like oh, Thanksgiving's come up and uh, I forgot to go out and get a turkey. You know what I could do? I could open up the back door and just shoot a turkey, and uh, then uh, Thanksgiving is served. Yeah, a bountiful harvest. <laughs> yeah, that that. Uh, yeah, wild turkey tends to be a little bit tough, and uh, peeling buckshot out of them was uh, not fun, as well as uh, you know getting the feathers and everything off of it. But uh, it was it was okay. It was you know relatively free, I guess. The ten cents I spent on uh, on birdshot, you know. <laughs> hey, you know, it was probably still quicker and cheaper than dealing with trying to go get a turkey on Thanksgiving. So. Yeah. Very true. Very true. Yeah, that's just going to be uh, wild no matter how you how you slice it. Yeah, anytime I have to deal with the holidays, it's like, uh, do I have to take the asp baton with me to Walmart? You know? <laughs> yeah. That always gets kind of fun. Uh, so, what was it? A couple of weeks ago, you decided you were going to prank call Reason or the Cato Institute, was it? Who did I prank call? I was drunk that night. It was, so, it was the guy who wrote, one, it was somebody from Cato. Yeah, it was the Cato Institute. The Cato, yeah. yeah, a prank called the Cato Media or like News Tip Hotline. I was talking shit. <laughs> they probably put out a, they probably filed a police report on me, to be honest. Because people at the Cato Institute would call the cops because that's how they are. <laughs> I forget what it was for. It was either something like pro grooming or just something so retarded. I was like, all right, let me go find their number. I'm going to call them. <laughs> i need to do that more often yeah and uh reason reason definitely uh stepped in it today uh old elizabeth nolan brown was on her shit today uh i gotta find this article because it was just oh it was just terrible i don't know she might have yeah. deleted it by now no reason would never delete it reason's like one of those people that are like or institutions that's like they want to get ratioed for their bad takes like they they're like a Sarwark type, you know what I mean? Where they kind of thrive on that yeah. shit energy. They're like, everyone's doing, yeah. everyone is mad at me, so I must be right type energy. Yeah. Yeah, so here it is. Elizabeth Nolan Brown. Uh, okay, so this article was from yesterday, in fact. So drag shows for children under fire in Texas. And why are we throwing the Proud Boys in with this? That's kind of weird. Wait. It's kind of a plus proud boys indicted for seditious conspiracy. The FDA prepares to crack down on almond milk and more. What if they rolled all the day's headlines <laughs> under this one? Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, so we've got the, uh, the black sensor bars over people, uh, these horrible people who brought these children to this. Uh, I regret to inform you that Texas is at it again. It being absurd and melodramatic culture warmongering. Oh my God. Of course, in this latest round, Texas State Rep. Brian Slayton is trying to ban minors from seeing drag queens in response to Dallas's bar drag the kids pr- uh, wait drag the kids to Pride event, which is billed as a family friendly drag show. Uh, this is a contradiction contradiction of terms, right there. Yeah, there's a lot there's of double family going friendly on here. about that. Yeah, drag shows are no place for a child. I would never take my children to a drag show, and I know Speaker Dade Phelan or Phelan and my Republican colleagues wouldn't either. Slayton tweeted on Monday, I will be filing legislation to address this issue. Uh, this is definitely one of those things where this shouldn't be a law, but, you know, just I'm parents, fine with uh, it being a law because, yeah. you know, even if we lived in a, in a stateless and Kapistan or whatever, there would be consequences for these people. I mean, how is this yeah. not sexual exploitation of minors? Like, totally. Given, given that, you know, the we have the state monopoly police force there's no other option of recourse unless you want to go full vigilante which i wouldn't advise anybody to do so the best thing you can do is you know outlaw this shit uh i mean people shouldn't be doing this in my purview i think all i would deport all of them (laughs) everyone who's involved in this me personally yeah it's yeah I, i get the argument of like not making the law but it's, to me, it seems like, uh, you know, some of those arguments that are like, 
you know, when uh, imagine if your enemy had this power type thing, sometimes it yeah. can, it's almost an argument for like do nothingism to me. Like, okay, well, our enemies have had power for the past almost 200 years. Uh, when are we going to do something about it? <laughs> yeah, very true. I, I totally understand uh, the idea of making these kind of things illegal. Uh, I often worry about the slippery slope side of it because then someone's going to, you know, introduce legislation that'll ban them from, you know, during vacation Bible school and stuff like this. But uh, at the same time, yeah, these people need to be socially ostracized at bare minimum. You know, yeah, I, I wouldn't be sticking black bars over these parents' faces. I would definitely say, oh, yeah, by the way. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm actually fine with if uh, in Democrat-controlled strongholds, if they want to uh, outlaw vacation Bible school, because to me, that just further drives the wedge of secession. So I'm fine yeah. with that. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and I, I used to live up in Dallas uh, in 2019. I can tell you right now that that place is uh, it's a it's a wild place. It's a wild place. So I mean, you're walking down the street, and there's all kinds of people just hanging out all day long. Uh, the homeless problem up there is really really bad. I mean, they just hang out at every intersection, basically. Yeah, I haven't been to. I went to a suburb outside of Dallas once, but I've never been in like Dallas Metro or Fort Worth Metro area. Um, yeah. I've been to Houston, San Antonio and Austin and Austin is by far my least favorite. There's a lot of oh, cool yeah. things about Austin, but at the same time, I would be fine if, you know, much of Austin burned to the ground. I wouldn't mind. <laughs> I wouldn't mind. <laughs> Yeah, it's like even driving through for Childerberg. I'm just like, man, I, I cannot stop right here. I will wait to get gas later, you know? Yeah, I uh, I recently had a hit and run in Austin. Someone ripped my bumper off with a work trailer. Um, sorry to the Puritan anarchist out there, but I had to file an insurance report, and the insurance wanted a police report. And oh, yeah, we, don't yeah, have yeah. Any, we don't have any competing firms, so I had to deal with the police. Right. Um, They've defunded their police department. Um, it took them one of the few weeks. places that actually did that. Yeah, they. It took them two weeks to give me a call back. I had video footage of it happening. Um, Austin police departments. The precincts are closed to the public due to monkeypox or whatever. Oh, of course, of course. <laughs> the so the, the latest thing them. has coming to get them. <laughs> Well, it, they said it was because of COVID, but I'm assuming that all cops are gay and it was probably because they had a monkeypox outbreak. <laughs> probably. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, they wouldn't even let me take like a, like a thumb drive over there and say, hey, I have evidence of, you know, this person hitting a run in my car. I have still been waiting to hear back from them. So, yeah. but thankfully I got it all sorted out with my insurance company. But yeah, dealing yeah. with that is a nightmare. I, I can only imagine. Uh, Tyler Yankee decided to hit us up. Andy, who has the cleanest trash, the rich or the poors? That's a good question. Uh, definitely poor people have dirty trash. And when I mean dirty trash, I mean like unbagged. <laughs> uh, and just like junk. I don't know how poor people do it. Like I'm a poor person, but I don't consume enough to create enough trash. Like Because I can't afford to consume that much. But it seems like these people saw on some of my oh, routes that are in shanty towns damn near they've got like a trash factory where they just fucking crank out trash and roll it straight out <laughs> to the bin so um rich people do suck in in various ways dealing with their trash because they'll want like extra favors they want you to pick up their cam two or three times and they'll want to throw like whole rolls of carpet in it um they also go through fluorescent light tubes more than anyone i know <laughs> for whatever reason <laughs> rich people just have a lot of fluorescent light tubes yeah, that's pretty wild. Um, I, I don't mind dealing with the poor folks, though, because a lot of them, like, I've got a few of them on my route, and especially my route tomorrow, that are, they'll come out and they'll bring me, like, a soda or, some, like, a snack or something to eat, and, like, they're cool to talk with, even though their trash sucks. Yeah. And I wouldn't imagine, like, what the inside of their house looks like, but they're generally, like, nicer people than the suburban, like, upper middle class 
folks that I have to deal with. And uh, Tyler can't be outdone, so he has to add the ecological <laughs> calamity that is a fluorescent <laughs> light bulb. They, the, those are lightsaber. <laughs> they are lightsabers for one second. Exactly one second. <laughs> or if you're a big wrestle, wrestling fan like I am, those get oh, often yeah. used in the in the uh, the more uh, hardcore, I guess, matches, the Mick Foley type <laughs> matches. Ah, yes, good old ECW Extreme uh, Wrestling Championship. Yeah, that's uh, it's going way back in the day. Uh, yeah, those uh, those matches were some of the uh, some of the wildest things ever. And you know, knowing what is inside of those uh, fluorescent light bulbs, it's like there's mercury in there, and you guys are just rolling around in it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> hey, I, to some degree, if you're going to be a professional wrestler, you have to be some kind of masochist. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, has anyone ever seen those uh, old picture of uh, Randy Rhodes where his like forehead is like all scar tissue because they figured out if they can hide a razor blade in their little uh, wraps on their wrists, you know, once you get the head bleeding, it just is going to bleed for a long time. So it ended up these guys have got like all these little. Little scars. Wait, Randy Rhodes from Black Sabbath or Dusty Rhodes? Dusty Rhodes. Correction <laughs> noted. Yeah. <laughs> Could you imagine cool Randy, Randy Rhodes as a wrestler? Yeah. <laughs> he just uh, shreds <laughs> shreds a solo and then uh, uses that flying V as a uh, as an assault weapon. So there you go. <laughs> Hell yeah. Oh man, this uh, this whole uh, this whole podcast just went into the trailer park very quickly. <laughs> Hey, I'm talking about Randy Rhodes wrestling. <laughs> I, uh, if you don't mind, I'm going to go pour myself a drink real quick and I'll be right back. Oh, that sure. Right? Sure. Go, like yeah, go ahead. Yeah. But I need one. Yeah, no, that's okay. <laughs> All right. So he's going to go refill his drink. And, uh, while I'm talking here, so I have to apologize to everybody. Uh, I was supposed to head up to, uh, Alan Mosley's for his, uh, fourth annual. It's too late, uh, live show. And unfortunately, the Dodge Charger of financial ruin uh, decided to live up to its name. So I got to wait until that gets fixed before I go anywhere else again. But uh, for all of those that went up there, sorry that I didn't make it. And um, hopefully I'll be able to make it up there next year. So we'll see. But uh, yeah, so back to this uh, Reason article, Elizabeth Nolan Brown. I mean, come on. What are we doing here? Uh, this is not the hill to die on. And you've had other dumb articles out there before. It's it's just the craziest thing to to pick that as the hill to die on. Uh, even if you hate the church, and I'm not religious by any stretch of the imagination, even if you hated the church and you hated all religion, you could definitely tell that, you know, bringing a kid to a church and a, a drag queen strip show, is it, they're not even in the same universe as far as the, on the level of, you know, what you consider to be child abuse. So uh, as far as reason and the Cato Institute are concerned, I, these... It's really tough to say. They're not my friends. I don't know. I guess that's probably about the best way to say it. They're they're not going to be having my back in the foxhole when it comes down to it. But uh, Andy is back, and I know Andy is definitely going to have my back in the foxhole. Yeah, I mean, I'm right there. I'm under like eight layers of progressivism right now, and <laughs> I think, <laughs> you know, I wish Reason and and the Cato types had any kind of emphasis on like working class folks it seems like everything that they put out is it would to... be a slam dunk if they just took on the blue collar worker yeah everything that they put out is like in favor of the regime or like ta like tacitly allowing it they're gonna yeah. say oh well this might not be good but if we did anything that would be really bad well, if we stick our neck out, we're going to be the first ones to get chopped off. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah. yeah. So I don't know. I, there are some people, you know, there is some good work being done at some of these places. Um, I remember several years ago, Reason had a really good article about this kid who got molested by the cops and they just kept molesting him over and over again. Like, I think those stories are important. Yeah. But now they're like coming out as like pro child sex <laughs> sex exploitation so yeah they don't see it like that though they see it as oh well this is you know culturally important and you know they're getting to see the other side of life yeah i think they would only care 
if it was minors being sexually exploited, if they were being exploited by the cops and the minors were black. <laughs> yeah. Ah, <laughs> uh, yes. Uh, the good old, uh, the good old tyranny of low expectation. I'm going to love it. But yeah, the, these folks, I, it's like, I, I really don't see why they would even do this. If they would just take on blue collar worker issues, because who else is going to get fucked over by the state more than middle-class people. <laughs> And uh, the sad thing is, Trump knew this, and that was his key to getting elected in 2016. That was his bread and butter. <laughs> yeah, he's like, look, I'm going to play lowbrow humor and dunk on the media, and the blue-collar workers out there who hate these people are just going to eat it up. <laughs> well, yeah, and, that, and like they showed how much it showed to the blue-collar person who might have been on the fence or not paying attention, like how much the media hates the average person. Oh yeah. Yeah. There's a lot of, uh, similar qualities, I guess, between like a Trump type character, even though he's like a rich billionaire, but he was kind of an off the cuff, unscripted kind of guy. And I think, you know, a lot of people, especially like middle-class and blue collar working class people saw some of themselves in him. Right. He was he he was a walking rap video. Yeah. Every every rap video you've ever seen is going to talk about how they're balling and you know sticking it to the man, and that was basically Trump's whole thing. Snopes, you need to update your fact check. Trump was the real first black president. <laughs> oh, it wasn't Bill Clinton with his shades and playing the saxophone on Arsenio Hall all the way. No, playing the saxophone badly. By the way, go back and watch that clip. He's not very good. I've seen it. He's not very good. Uh, I don't know. That's tough. Who's blacker, Bill Clinton or Donald Trump? That's a good one. A good question. I mean, Bill mm. Clinton has definitely trafficked more cocaine. Definitely. But definitely, he's definitely assaulted more hoes. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But Trump was. Uh, I mean, he was a rap icon, right? Yeah. Uh, Oh, there's like all kinds of like '90s uh, gangster rap lyrics that would just drop Trump's name. Yeah, and uh, let's see, well, we gotta categorize these. Like, what goes in Bill Clinton's back, black chart and Trump's black chart? <laughs> Trump's, and all uh, the while, like trying not to sound like hugely racist at the same time. So. Trump has multiple baby mamas. He does have multiple baby mamas. Oh, I don't mind if I sound racist. I don't care. Okay. <laughs> uh, that's a, that's a that would be a fun game to play. Who's blacker? Who's blacker? Trump, Trump or Clinton? <laughs> it's definitely not Obama. Definitely not. It's like his entire white side just came out, and then it was like all is like, well, I'm going to continue doing what Bush was doing because it seemed to be working. You know. Yeah. Good old Obama. I think Trump's I still love the blue checks online that uh, still come after. He's like, oh, the only scandal he had was the tan suit. I was like, no, there was a lot. <laughs> yeah, I was just Most of us don't of care about, about the tan suit. Yeah. I was just talking to a friend of mine about the uh, Solyndra scandal. I don't know if you remember that one. Oh, yeah. the uh, We're going to pay this fake company to pr produce uh, solar panels that don't actually work. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> And then we were also talking about the, uh, there was like some Soros thing um, after that BP oil spill in the Gulf where oh, yeah. Obama outlawed drilling at a certain depth, but then Soros bought this Brazilian oil company and then the Obama administration gave him $10 billion to drill off that or look for oil off the Brazilian coast. Yeah. And especially over here in Louisiana, it's like, Everybody who works out on those uh, on those oil wells that they, they they all live around here. They they all talk. So, uh, yeah, the the people that went out to inspect it, it was like you guys made a whole bunch of stupid modifications to this drill, and we're not we're leaving now because this ain't a safe rig to be on. And then you know, ten minutes later, they get a blowout. Yeah, I don't know a whole lot about the BP oil spill, but if I had to guess, it was probably caused by more government regulation than anything right like they probably 
Yeah, there, there might have been a little bit of foreknowledge to it because the, uh, the CEO at the time like dumped a whole bunch of his stock like the day before. So the only thing that could explain that was he was probably getting all the reports that this thing was about to about to go because it was being horribly mismanaged. But you know that's if you're going to take like the normie route of it. The other way is like he did it on purpose so he can tank the stock. Yeah, I mean, I wouldn't be surprised. I mean what was the who benefited from it you know the most it seems like there's a lot of foreign oil companies that really benefited yeah. and that seems to be the progressive mo is to well it's not only that but the cleanup operations yeah that as well and there's all the cleanup because they all all had sweetheart deals to do that yeah and it also creates that that uh climate change climate crisis moral outrage oh yeah yeah and because of that we found out that uh department of uh, customs and immigration uh everything that's uh, commonly known as ice uh we found out that they have basically 100 miles of anywhere within a u.s border to operate like completely freely without having to worry about constitutional limitations or anything like that so there was definitely some uh, some good things, some red pills that came out of it, and especially got all the neighbors around here talking. It was like, yeah, yeah, you can't trust these people. They're <laughs> they're all snakes in the grass. Yeah, I uh, <clears throat> I like the Fast and the Furious scandal though. That is probably my favorite scandal yeah. of of recent. Yeah, that one was so good. Eric Holder, you know, we're going to start selling machine guns directly to the uh, the cartels, and then uh, we'll get up on the news and we'll shed crocodile tears about all the gun violence on the border. You know, <laughs> overgetting all these machine guns from us. Who who named it the Fast and Furious scandal? Oh, that was probably some chuckle fuck at the ATF who saw the movies and was like, you know, that'd make a good operation name. <laughs> this just shows the level of incompetence. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. It's uh, you want to talk about uh, an entire government entity that needs to go away, like yesterday. Uh, the good old Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, Firearms, and Explosives. Yeah, because they need more acronyms. <laughs> They're almost as bad as I'm, I'm not going to say it. I was going to say uh, Happy Pride Month to everyone out there watching. <laughs> um, are you yeah, a member sure. of the? of the LP or were you at one time? Yeah, I was in uh, 2018. I, I had enough. I was the, uh, the elections chair for the Louisiana libertarian party here up until that, uh, convention in new Orleans, you know, cause when I'm kind of standing around and talking to people, I'm also keeping an ear out for conversations that are ha having being had on the side. And there it was, a, everyone was like, yeah, you know, we're just going to get bill Wild up there. And you know, he's going to be our, uh, he's going to be the face of the party coming up, uh, for the, you know, 2020 elections and everything else. So they were kind of looping everybody up for Bill Weld at the time. And I'm like, no, no, this ain't going to work. You know, this guy who shows up to the, the gala party with a black tux that had tails and then brown loafers. <laughs> you can't trust a guy like that. It's like, no, you can't. You know, I forgot a tie and I was still able to manage to procure a tie for the event because <laughs> i left the hotel and went and bought a tie and then brought it back so finding black patent leather shoes that were shiny so he was like a great value monopoly man or what oh yeah it was it was just terrible there there was like a there's a gif on uh on twitter that actually has that image and in that image i'm standing 20 feet off camera like i'm looking at this <laughs> the whole time because i saw him coming down the hallway i was like oh well there there goes you know <laughs> freezer face bill weld who looks like he's about six scotches in already. And then I looked down and I was like, is that motherfucker wearing loafers? What? I'm interested. Oh, so what is your, like on a scale of one to 10, what is your interest level in what the Mises caucus is doing right now? Uh, personally, I don't really have any stock in the LP anymore. I don't really want to get involved in their little squabbles over power or anything, but at the same time, I'm glad the loser brigade lost. Yeah. I've, I've never you know, been an LP member. I'm kind of interested to see where it goes. I don't know. I feel like it could be a good success or it could be like a total failure. Um, but I don't know. Like I, 
anybody who's like trying to do something I, is commendable. Like I get it, but I don't, yeah. I'm not going to sit in like at a position of authority and be like, well, you have to do X, Y, or Z. Like, I think there's multiple avenues you could take to pushing for better, more libertarian outcomes. Yeah. Uh, and I wish the, uh, the state parties would get, get their act together and, uh, focus more on the local, uh, elections and then actually doing some activism is like, uh, I've told the story on here. Uh, I actually went out and talked to the Democrat socialists around here who are going around changing brake lights so that poor people would have one less police encounter. And I was like, Hey, you know, we can help these guys out and it'll kind of help. We both hate the cops. So let's kind of band for, you know, join forces together and do that. I was like, Oh, well, we can't be seen with socialists. And I was like, I, I don't really care about all that. I just want to get some stuff done. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know if I could be seen with socialists, so I can understand that sentiment. <laughs> I mean, I, I get the sentiment and everything, but they were actually doing something that was uh, going around helping people, you know, you're changing brake lights for free. So that's one yeah. less thing that a cop can pull them over for, you know? Yeah. And I even just simple stuff people. like that, it's, what is that going to cost? Like a few hundred bucks in uh, lights. And while you're sitting there fixing their light, you can talk to them about, you know, yeah, whatever's going on, what, what their problems are and see if you have any solutions or if your party offers any solutions. Yeah. But, uh, you know, at the same time, they didn't, they didn't want to do that. Um, it was just uh, so bizarre. And I, I couldn't believe that they were just like so standoffish to doing anything like that. You know, it was like, well, if, you know, as the elections chair, I would get some of these guys that, you know, the Republican party or the Democrat party wouldn't allow them to run. And for good reason, I mean, some of these people were just crackpots, but you know, some of the libertarian people like get this idea in their head. It was like, Oh yeah. Yeah. You know, I'm going to run and it's mostly unopposed. And the guy that is, you know, trying to keep his seat is not really campaigning too hard. I, I can win this. Like, no, you're not. <laughs> no. You're not going to win that. I mean, definitely try. Uh, get out there. It's you know, beat the pavement. How did AOC win her position? She got out there and shook hands and went door to door. You know, but you got people that aren't willing to to go that far. Yeah, and you know, you got to have a pretty concise message as well. You know, if you're kind of all over the place, it's going to be hard to win win those votes. Yeah. So, yeah, it was just uh, so crazy. Is Todd Hagopian a member of the Mises Caucus? No, I don't think so. I don't think so. That's crazy. That oh, I found it. I found it. Here it is. <laughs> Look down at his feet. Look down at his feet. Brown loafers. And I'm like 20 feet on, off, to the, off to the side there. I think What's this really might funny? be the widest GIF on Twitter. Just... Does Just it get any about. wider? Oh, uh, <laughs> no. No, it doesn't. What's really funny is that this uh, gift's name is Gary Johnson Dancing, so you couldn't even get his name right. <laughs> so. Poor Gary Johnson. Oh, the Gear Bear. Uh, so wild. That's bringing back memories. Bad ones. <laughs> <laughs> is there, uh, uh, I'm trying to remember the name of that lady who was like coming by and like doing the snap thingy, like strolling on by. <laughs> Oh yeah, I was wondering who that lady in the like yellow prom dress was. Badly dressed libertarians is is definitely a website that needs to be made, it, <laughs> in the manner of people of Walmart. That's how I was just thinking libertarians of Walmart. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, they're so bad. They're so bad. I, was, I I showed up in a suit that you know halfway decently fit me because you know I went to a tailor and had like pants done. You know. <laughs> so so bizarre but yeah, yeah i don't like, think i could ever go to a like a libertarian event like that and i, I have, get all dressed I'd up to get paid real well yeah <laughs> well that's just it everything that i did for the libertarian party all came out of pocket i got paid for nothing so yeah i mean in some manner i think it is worth it and it's commendable for people that are trying to push for more libertarian outcomes but then you've got Bill Will dancing in a tailed suit with brown loafers. It's like, how do you ever expect to be taken seriously? And, you know, it seems like a, a pointless endeavor. Yeah. Yeah, especially if they're all like, oh, well, we got to get, you know, 
party uh we got to get party people on the ballots i was like well that's that's great and everything but if the public doesn't trust you or they don't know you yeah not really doing much it was like even when i was the last year i was there when we had our state elections i was like look you you're not going to win as a candidate we're out there to educate so go out and meet people hand them these little nolan cards that basically says you know you're a libertarian and you don't know it yet answer these questions and find out where you're at on the chart uh the the good old nolan chart and everything and uh it was really funny i was going out handing those uh door to door once and i put one on a guy's door and he come outside and he goes i don't want your hippie bullshit you stupid fucking mormon <laughs> i turned around i was like me mormon look at the card <laughs> I just it and then went back inside i was like oh wow that's that's crazy hippie mormon bullshit no oh, i gotta love it no he had he had the appropriate reaction <laughs> <laughs> yeah like, looking back at it hindsight's 2020 i was like no you were right you were right i was out there wasting my time <laughs> lp lp is not too far off from hippie mormons pretty close pretty close there's uh, there's a venn diagram of that somewhere and there's some overlap there for <laughs> sure maybe not on Always. the magic underwear part but for sure <laughs> Excuse me. Instead of reading the books out of a hat, he read them out of a, a boot that came yeah, off of right. Vermin Supreme's head. Because Vermin Supreme is old enough to have been alive back then, so we know that for sure. I thought Vermin Vermin is actually the godfather of Mormonism, as far as I know. Oh, he is John Smith. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I mean, man. that would make sense. Oh, that's that's. That that's the new conspiracy theory we got to run with. So we're gonna we're gonna run that one around Twitter. Vermin Supreme is John Smith. Don't let him fool you. <laughs> well, now it sounds like I've got a homework assignment. I've got to go find picture, old pictures of uh, John Smith and see if I can Photoshop uh, Vermin Supreme's head on him. Yeah, overlay him. Uh, they like, didn't have rubber uh, boots back then, but we don't know that for a fact. They may have. When when was that? That was uh, late eighteen hundreds, right? Yeah, late eighteen hundreds. I don't know. Did they have? Because I think it would need like vulcanized rubber, and I don't think that came around until like the nineteen hundreds. I don't know. That's that's a worthy uh, pre-search search right there. Rubber boots history. I don't know. I'll have to find it. Doing live show prep. I love doing this. <laughs> uh, let's see. I don't know. This article might have something. Let's see. A brief history of the rain boot. So, <laughs> there it is. That's the Vermin Supreme hat wear right there. Uh, here in southern Florida, rain boots have become standard attire these days from the books of my weather app. Uh, for many other places, too, rain birds first made their debut on the feet of Arthur Wilsley in Britain in the early 19th century. So that's like 1800 right there. Also known as the Duke of Wellington, which is now, I guess, where we get the uh, the term Wellington boots or wellies. Military man, uh, like many others of his day, used to wear Hessian boots. Hessian boots, standard issue in the military, were made out of leather and had a semi-pointed toe, reached up to the knee, and had a tassel on top. Oh, good tassel. So Vermin Supreme probably wore a leather boot on his head before. Yeah. Yeah. So, but in the mid 19th century, a man named uh, Hiram Hutchinson bought the patent for the vulcanization of natural rubber. There you go. For footwear, Charles Goodyear of Goodyear tires, using the process to make tires. So, right there, mid 18th century is where they came from. So, there you go. It's plausible. It's plausible. <laughs> Definitely plausible. Did, did they have them before they got kicked out of everywhere they lived before settling on Utah? That's the question. <laughs> Inquiring minds want to know. <laughs> Would that make Utah? The oh, Israel I, I can Photoshop Geraldo Rivera. Pretty much. Pretty much. They have a salt lake. So the Dead Sea is right there. Uh, yeah, so now we can uh, we can uh, Photoshop Geraldo Rivera opening up the Al Capone safe. And then he can find like the, the original Wellington that 
the Vermin Supreme used. <laughs> oh man, the show went totally off the rails, and I love it every minute of it. It's been a good time. Did you yeah. have? Uh, were there anything? Was there anything like specific you wanted to ask me? No, I mean this is the show. I just get nice. people on that I like, and we just shoot the shit for an hour. So yeah, I'm down with that. Hell yeah. <laughs> Yeah, it's only on rare occasion I'll actually have like notes and stuff. Like the uh, the Scott Horton episode I did with, uh, about Yemen, that that one I had notes. And the Scott Horton interview is always pretty easy. You just wind him up and let him go. Yeah, he's uh, he's good at that. <laughs> I got to see Definitely him for a, a brief second this weekend. Uh, it was nice to see him. I want to go up and see. I him missed again. him at Childerberg. Did he actually end up showing up in his boat? I don't think so. But I did go out on his boat for like 10 minutes this weekend. Yeah. Uh, I well, went that's with good. My, with my now ex-girlfriend who broke up with me yesterday. <laughs> oh, no. That's no, sucks, dude. No, it's tight. It's one that's, of the best things that's, that's ever happened. Yeah. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, but she got scared of being on Scott's boat after being out there for like 10 minutes. And we, I had to ask him to turn around so he could drop us off because she was throwing a fit. She is it hang. like a seasickness thing or just Scott in command of a boat? Um, she, it was her first time meeting Scott. It was, I mean, he's got like a little speedboat. It's nothing crazy, but she just yeah. got, she just got worried, I guess. I don't know. Oh, okay. Now women gotcha. are. Yes. <laughs> Unfortunately, <laughs> coming on 43 years on this planet, I am well aware. So Scott, if you're listening, it wasn't my fault. <laughs> I should have broke up with her before I came out fault. there. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, that kind of sucks to hear. But uh, like you said, it was the best thing that ever happened to you. So, No, it wasn't the best thing that ever happened to me, but it's, it's it was a good thing. You know, she had i uh, I've got a daughter, obviously, and she has issues with her father and her family and she's like deeply troubled and compartmentalized and it was just never going to work out. So, well, it's good that you found it out now instead of like 10 years into a marriage, you know, just like... <laughs> yeah, it could be a lot worse. So that's it why I'm, I'm thankful. I, tr yeah. I tried to break up with her a few weeks ago and it didn't work out. And oh no. Yeah. Staying the night and you know how that goes, but uh, she broke up with me yesterday and I was like, hell yeah, let's go. It was like a three minute phone call. She, when I was driving home from work, she's like, Hey, this isn't going to work out. And I was like, all right, cool. <laughs> I'll talk to you later. Yeah. Sometimes you got to be careful with that. Cause if you do the, Oh, okay, cool. Yeah. I was thinking the same thing that will, that will also get you into trouble. Hey, I'm fine with that kind of trouble. I can deal <laughs> with that. I'd much rather deal with that trouble than the, uh, the years of painstaking agony. Yeah, it's like trying to figure out what exactly is wrong with you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh man, gotta love that. Gotta love that kind of stuff. Oh well. Yeah, I'm. I'm usually. Uh, there's a a Seinfeld skit where he gets broken up with, and he's okay with it. And that's pretty much my my whole thing. <laughs> like that's happened to me before. A chick broke up with me, and she got upset that I didn't want to like fight about it with her. I'm like, look, I just got off work. I'm tired. I'm hungry. Like, why do I want to <laughs> sit here? Are you for yeah. three hours and end up where I was when I just when I showed up? So I'm gonna go yeah. home. You already have my shit packed. I'm not gonna change. How, I'm not gonna sit here and try to change how you feel. Good luck with that. Yeah, just good luck on future endeavors. You know, <laughs> yeah. you're like actually like shake hands. It's like okay, well, you know, <laughs> yeah. <it> was... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I fully support that behavior. Yes. <laughs> Yeah, that's uh, that's definitely something I'm uh, not really looking forward to is getting back out into the dating world now. And it's like, uh, you know, talking to some some of the chicks online and, uh, you know, they after a couple of messages, they stop talking to you. And I'm, I'm still trying to figure that one out. You know, it's like I'm going to start sending you all customer surveys and try to figure out where I went wrong. <laughs> yeah, I, uh, you know, things went pretty decent with this chick that started off. We actually met through Twitter. Yeah, I remember you telling me about that, like the infamous tweet. Yeah, it was the the tweet about uh, the Ukrainian racism from the from the Peace Corps. 
gearing people, the volunteers of color that would get them ready for uh, if they were going to be traveling to Ukraine. And uh, yeah, she messaged me off of that. And, you know, things were, were good for a little while, but, you know, she's a woman and she should have been trying to hide her crazy, but instead she let it out, wait, let the cat out of the bag way too soon. So, I mean, it is mm. what it is. Like, I, I don't care. I'm more concerned with like trying to be a good father than trying to yeah. chase women. No, I, I, I totally understand that. It's like half of the ones I keep, I was like, I'm not looking for like a mom replacement here. So <laughs> let me just, uh, you know, dissuade you from thinking that you're going to be stepmom, you know? <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I would like to have more kids. Don't get me wrong. Like, I've only got the one daughter, and I definitely want more. I mean, I'd like to build a family, but I'm not going to build a family with someone who's uh, not stable. Definitely true. Definitely true. Yeah, it's like uh, definitely one piece of advice that all of us old heads can give you is it's just, uh, yeah, don't stick your dick into crazy. Just leave crazy alone. You know, it's it's so much easier said than done, though. Yeah, that's true. I'm I'm guilty of it myself. So, <laughs> Becky, I'm talking your... about you. Both of you, both of you, Becky's. I'm talking about. You, <laughs> you got to lower your time preference for pussy. It's really what it comes down to. Yeah, yeah. And unfortunately, little brain sometimes does all the thinking, and then uh, just bad stuff happens. So. <laughs> but I, I guess on that note, oh, go ahead and go ahead. I was going to say, this, this seems like a, the, the best possible outcome in this situation. Definitely. You, you lucked out on that one. <laughs> yeah. I'm happy to dodge bullets. I'm out here like Neo. Yeah, definitely. <laughs> Neo from the first movie, not the... Uh... <laughs> <laughs> we, don't, we don't acknowledge the sequels. Uh, but yeah, that's probably a good place to leave it off. Uh, Garbage Main, go ahead and get your grift on. Uh, unfollow me on all platforms and follow me on Grinder. On Grinder, so he's <laughs> totally off of women. He's now going to dudes. I should have seen that one coming. So I'll tell you what. I'll just take off that uh, follow garbage main on Twitter right now, just since you don't want him following you over there. So people can follow me. I I don't know. I feel weird like asking people to follow me. I don't really have like anything to promote unless you want to see my shitty tweets. Uh, sometimes I occasionally do. We'll try to do stuff on my Odyssey channel. I'd like to do more soon i'm definitely gonna have more time now that i'm not spending it with someone who's sucking up my time and resources oh be good. Look at that. my schedule freed up it was, it's amazing <laughs> so i get to do more things that i enjoy yeah still doing the uh, kill libertarian podcasts with tyler yes yes check that out uh, i don't know when the next one is we'll have to work it out but we're trying to do one a month and yeah uh, i was on the last one and i stink on my little uh, stand-up bit so Hey, it's all right. Not everybody stuck it out for the rest of the episode. <laughs> and that hurts right. because I actually was a stand up there for a little while for a little while. So. Hey, but that's okay. You know, you know what? There's a lot of really bad stand ups, and uh, just be thankful that you're not Amy Schumer. Yeah, Hannah Gatsby, Amy Schumer, there's a whole bunch of them. Ethan Klein, Ugh. just terrible. Yeah, it could be worse. I'm looking for the silver lining here. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we're not all going to get up there and uh, knock it out of the park the first try. That's for sure. But uh, thanks for playing along, man. We'll uh, catch you around the timeline, okay? Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. Uh, no problem. See you around. All right, and there he goes, folks. Garbage Main. Go follow him on Grinder if you can find him. Definitely hit him up. Send him a lot of DMs. Totally a lot of dick pics and everything else. So. <laughs> But uh, if you look down below, I have his uh, link to his Twitter profile over there. Maybe he's got his uh, grinder linked up from there. And also all of the different ways that you can help this guy out. Uh, I've got uh, my coffee stuff down there with laurenzotti.coffee. Uh, also, as well as the, uh, the GoFundMe for the book and everything, if you guys want to help out with that. But anyways, guys, uh, take it easy. And tomorrow night, right here on this channel, you're going to see me and Lincoln. We're going to break down the first two episodes of Kenobi. And uh, keep a fire extinguisher ready because I am about ready to roast it to the ground. It is not good, but I'm going to discuss why. But anyways, guys, take it easy. We'll catch you around tomorrow right here on Rebel with a Cause. Out.